Uh, but this middle school in Maple Grove in Minnesota, the principal there is saying the whole school has been transformed because of one simple thing. They got rid of cell phones in middle school. Imagine that. Imagine that. So here's Patrick Smith, the principal of Maple Grove Middle School, talking about that on the Ingram Amble. It has been night and day from what we have dealt with in the last couple of years. Um, they're talking to each other. They're they're face to face at lunch. Uh, you're not seeing them um, on social media in the hallways when they have a break. They're not taking them out during the class. They just look happier. I mean, is anybody surprised? No. How is this hard? It's not. Um, my kids go to a school where they are not allowed to have cell phones. And to me, it's just logical. I don't understand why they would allow it. They said, it's interesting, he said that, you know, in the hallways, the kids are talking more. Second, yeah, I gotta put my cell phone away. <laughs> put it down and talk to me. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, can you imagine the, you know, the withdrawals? Because these kids probably literally are feeling the withdrawals like almost being on drugs because it's so addictive. Well, I told you I had a, a situation in Sunday school mm-hmm. several years ago. And it was actually a child of the pastor. And I I asked her to, you know, ask all the kids, mm-hmm. and, and myself included, right. we would just put our phones in a basket. Yeah. You know, we came in so we could have 30 minutes mm-hmm. of, of Sunday school. Yeah. And that child had an absolute meltdown. I mean, and this was a grown child, too. Mm. I'm, we're talking 16 years old. Yeah ridiculous fomo first time i heard the term fear of missing out uh, and i and i was just it's real for 30 minutes i know you know and i went and i went to the, and, and talked to the parents and they just made excuse after excuse and i was like well you know i can't do anything sure. as a sunday school teacher mm-hmm. if i can't even get your attention for 30 minutes i can't imagine what teachers go through oh, i just yeah. can't even yeah, imagine yeah you've got them for several hours exactly dang crazy all right uh you ready for your thought of the day i'm ready it's monday it is monday Hmm. our thought of the day comes today from doris day oh i love her gratitude is riches complaint is poverty Hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. think about that for a minute i'm trying but i gotta go get my phone first (laughs) (laughs) 434-248-0704 that is our text number play along with our mind jam trivia if you would okay here we go i think i participate in this one the average family of four loses 60 of these annually which means there's two of us in the house we lose 30 probably Mm -hmm, Uh, but the average family of four loses 60 of these annually what are we talking about all right if you think you know send us a text we'll have the answer coming up on this day in history in 1619 38 colonists from berkeley parish england disembark in virginia and give thanks to god this is considered by many to be the first true thanksgiving in america i'm glad it's 29 seconds long because if it was 30 seconds long we may lose the audience i'm just saying they made landfall right here on the james river right in the back door of what is now the the barclay plantation and they were ordered by their captain to get on their knees and thank god 
for getting them across the Atlantic safely. And it said, shall be a yearly and perpetually kept holy day of thanksgiving to Almighty God. And this happened one year and 17 days before the pilgrims landed in Massachusetts. Sorry, her boyfriend was practicing guitar in the background there. That is interesting. It is interesting. Huh. Yeah, the captain of the of the a ship said, "Let's do this." Yeah, which makes you makes you wonder what did he know? <laughs> what all did they dodge <laughs> yeah, on know. that journey? True, probably a lot. Uh, in 1956, an impromptu recording session by the Million Dollar Quartet takes place. That would be Elvis, Carl Perkins, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Johnny Cash. This, this one's a little long, but it's worth the listen because Elvis showing up was just totally whack and they had just finished recording Carl Perkins's cuts, all his tracks, and then this thing happens. The four recording stars had not planned in advance to meet at the studios. Carl Perkins and his backing band had gone there to record some new material to follow up the success of the song Blue Suede Shoes, while the still relatively unknown Jerry Lee Lewis had been invited by studio owner Sam Phillips to come along and add some piano to the tracks. Elvis Presley had been signed to Sun Records until November the previous year when his contract was bought out by RCA Victor. By chance, he dropped into his former label to catch up with Phillips. Having listened to the playback of the Perkins sessions, Elvis decided to enter the studio and begin jamming with the band. Before long, another Sun artist, the country musician Johnny Cash, arrived and joined in the jam. Quartet primarily played snippets of old gospel and spiritual songs that they'd grown up with. It's like the age of Aquarius where all the planets align. I know, right? What are the, if they tried to make that happen, it would have never yeah, happened. Exactly. Probably. Exactly. And then on this day in 1981, I mean, it, it, right, it set the tone for a whole decade, didn't it? Yeah. This was just one of many of the elaborate dramas that we saw in the 80s. This one, of course, Falcon Crest on CBS. Falcon Crest, 8 o'clock on the columbia broadcasting network so we're all i mean dynasty Station, was abc uh, yeah i think yeah. so yeah so yeah. dynasty was abc mm-hmm. what was falcon crest was cbs it was cbs uh what was oh, knots landing i think that one was cbs as well what about and then dallas that was cbs wow CBS okay they were hot. the they were the king yeah. of the okay yeah they were huh. they were they were raking well, in those cash coins let's face it after they did Dynasty, ABC couldn't afford to do anything else. It was so expensive. True. Because yeah, probably part of it. All right. Uh, if it's your birthday today, you share your birthday with Jeff Bridges, who turned 74 today. A.K.A. The Dude. Hey, man. How do you do, dude? I wonder if I'd see you again. I wouldn't miss the semis. Oh, yeah. things been going. Oh, you know, strikes and gutters, ups and downs. Well... Take care, man. Gotta get back. Sure. Take it easy, dude. Oh, yeah. I know that you will. Yeah, well, the dude abides. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Uh, also having a birthday today is Marissa Tomei. She turns 59 years old today. My cousin Vinny. What would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a four barrel carburetor? It's a bullshit question. Does that mean that you can't answer it? It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. Your Honor, I move to disqualify Ms. Vito as an expert witness. 
Can you answer the question? No, it is a trick question. Actress and model Tyra Banks also having a birthday today, turning 50 years old. When you say Tyra. So have you ever considered dropping your last name? Do you know, okay, when I was a model, like in Paris, like a new model, 17, 18, 19, 20, I was just Tyra. There was no banks. Okay. And then I got my first acting job Mm -hmm. on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Wow. Then she was banking it from then on. I remember her being on on the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know. I I'd be curious to see what she looked like back then. Exactly the same. Yeah. Very, very well, beautiful, tall, lanky. Yeah. Yeah. I like this next one. I just like seeing his name. Freddie Boom Boom Cannon turning 87. You'll recognize this tune. Well, if you're 65 or older. Palisades Park, big hit for Freddie Boom Boom Cannon. Mm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Actor, producer, director Max Baer Jr., also known as Jethro. (laughs) He's turning 86. If you won't drive me, can I borrow the truck? Help yourself. Oh, thank you, Jethro. I'll be back in a few days and take good care of Fairchild. Hold it! You ain't leaving me here alone with this uh, hairy Minnesota fat. Jethro! Uh-uh. You goes, he goes. I ain't sharing no bed or no bath with no 400-pound checker hustler. But I can't drive through the streets with a bear. What will people think? Put some clothes on him and they'll think he's a hippie. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there you go. A hippie bear. That'll do it. And, well, finally, right. singer bassist mm-hmm. Chris Hillman from The Birds. And did you know he was one of the Flying Burrito Brothers? Yes. Wow. Turn 79. In, 79. Turn in that burrito. Right out of the book of Ecclesiastes. Mm, yeah. Boy, that song's sure. been recorded by, I mean, so many people. Bunches and bunches. Isn't that plagiarism? Uh, something. Hey, if you're going to plagiarize something, that's I guess, the way to go. I think that was Solomon that wrote that, if I'm not mistaken. But for all of you Bible thumpers out there, you can straighten me out on that. Hey, let's go back to the Mind Jam trivia before I get ridiculed by all the fundamentalists listening. Uh, <laughs> the average family loses 60. An average family of four losing 60 of these annually. What are we talking about? Hmm, what are we talking about? We'll have the answer coming up here this morning. Drummer Brian Prout from Diamond Rio. It's one we can Rio. all relate to. I will just say that. Okay. Brian Prout from Diamond Rio turning 68 today. It's 617. Jam with Janet and Mark, 6 to 9 a.m. We are the Morning Jam. Lace up your boots and walk to the land of lost socks over lava rocks. To the land of lost socks, they're totally amazing. They're always real. Wow. Mm-hmm. The land of 
socks. Huh. Yeah. It's amazing to me. The, it's a lamb. The kind of, of songs that you can find. Oh, I find it's them impressive. all. It's impressive. I find them all. I know. They write the songs so we can tell the whole world, Janet. <laughs> it's almost sort of in reverse. Right. What Barry Manilow said and sang. I got it. Well, Dang. Candy got it right. Yeah, so did Bear. Okay. Hmm. They, they knew it was uh, Lost Socks. Here's uh, some other fun facts. Average person owns 12 pairs of socks. Mm-hmm. I'm very annoyed this time of year because you go from not having to wear socks to having to keep up with socks. Yeah. It's very frustrating. Cold, sure. I have a little trouble with the transition there. That and I have little peep, little furry Oh, that play around with your socks? That steal yeah. them. Yeah. Right. I get it. Um, so if a family of four loses 60 socks annually, that's about 300 bucks. Wow. Mm-hmm. Holy cow, Batman. And almost everyone at some time or another wears odd socks. Guilty. So maybe that's how they decided to take those odd socks and put them on the, the fireplace and put stuff in them. And make, I don't know, maybe. Make some use of the odd socks. I finally finished up all of my uh, decorating. Oh, wow. That was the last thing that went up. Oh, the, the stockings? stockings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Finally got everything finished. I'm just curious. Bear's listening. I wonder if you dress him up and put him in a car. He looks like a hippie going down the road, like Jeffro said. Maybe. And I curious. think he'd be okay with it. Yeah, I think he would be, too. Mm-hmm. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb.